Rebecca Norris. How are you? I'm great. Thank you for inviting me on. <laughs> no problem at all. No problem at all. I, I have been so excited all week about about doing this podcast. Um, and I'm going to tell I'm going to tell the viewers and and the listeners a little bit about the story about how we met in a while. But if if you can, I'd like you to just introduce yourself. Who are you? Where do you come from? Um, so I'm Rebecca, and I am a uh, Potter slash education advisor um, from the north of England, and you might know me from the Great Pottery Throwdown. Um, I was a contestant this year, um, 2023. Um, yeah, had the best time of my life, and I think that's maybe why I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> not, not, not at all. Although I was starstruck. So, so let's just jump <laughs> jump onto the onto the meeting. Um, so I sat in King's Cross. Uh, I'd, I'd just done a couple of meetings in in London, and I'm sitting there having my noodles. And I look across, and there's a face I know walking into the noodle bar that I'm sat at. And I'm, where do I know that face? And of course, it was yourself, and you were on the way home as well, I think. Um, and we just had a good, a really good chat. And I, you know, I was on, I know this will embarrass you, but I was on cloud nine all the way home from that. And, and, and I've been thinking about that a little bit. And, and why was that? Because when we chatted and when we just had a, a, a good blether in the noodle bar, um, it was just really, I don't know, it was, it was an honest, authentic, just a decent conversation between two folk who shared a lot, I think, of experience and, and, and thoughts and were pretty aligned and then the fact that the weird bit for me was that you were on the tv screens in my living room for I don't know how many how many episodes there were but it was it was at least six or seven wasn't it seven or eight uh five no only five is it really only five um including the final ah okay (laughs) we don't talk about the final we don't talk about the final Um, so yeah, it was, it was a, it was such a great experience. And I, I chanced my arm and said, Rebecca, would you, would you do, I'm doing this, I'm doing this, um, this mental health, uh, launch, there's a mobile app, but we don't want to be just technology led. We want to, we want to just talk to real everyday folk about life, right? And it doesn't have to be dramatic that there doesn't have to be anything hugely exciting about it we all go through life and its ups and downs and we're trying to live or promote that kind of lived experience from people because I think when folk hear that from other people instead of from folk in white coats who are telling them what they should and shouldn't do I think it resonates a lot more and sometimes you can be in situations where you know you feel like you're alone or you're going through something for the first time and when you and when you hear somebody else talking about a similar experience it can really give you a lift or it can give you um a direction or something to hang on to so I think um that was that was the story of the introduction and uh, I'm just really super grateful that you took you know half an hour to chat before I had to run and get the train but yeah thank thank thanks for that so let's let's go straight into the great pottery throwdown then right um which is not the only reason you're here because we had a good blether um but let's let's get straight into it so you're you're a potter and I love that I love that question as well who are you I mean doesn't that change like every two minutes of every day like sometimes you have to be a mum sometimes you have to be a friend I mean sometimes you you know so talk to talk to me about or talk to us about 
you were you were doing your everyday stuff, you were doing your pottery, and then all of a sudden, what happened? Yeah, it was one of those where people ask you all the time about, well, why did you apply? Oh, I couldn't do things like that. I couldn't apply for a TV show. And I think for me, it's just one of those things. I thought I'd watched it for years and thought, do you know what? I'm just going to apply, even if I just apply and see where it gets me. I, I didn't think ever that I would get on. So um, the application was really um, cathartic. It was a really good way of assessing where you were in your artistic kind of journey because we're all on a journey. I know that word is banded around like no, no tomorrow, but it, it really is a journey in your own self-esteem and growing as a person. So for me, being a huge part of my life um, due to illness and whatever, whatever else had happened, I decided that, I, do you know what, I'm just going to go for it. So applied for it, got through the series of rounds of interviews um, and the, the, the audition. And then they rang me and said, you're on. And I was just, I couldn't believe, I couldn't actually believe it. I actually said to the bloke on the phone, you're actually having a laugh. Like you, you are, is this some kind of sick joke? Like why, why are you ringing me telling me I've got on when I haven't? And, um, I didn't believe him. I didn't believe him for days actually. And it was, um, I think that was another kind of point where you think, wow, is my self-esteem that low (laughs) that I don't actually believe that I, I was picked that a group of people picked me um so yeah there was a lot of growing to do even before I went on the show um and I think I came at this experience with a a lot of different um I suppose hang-ups than than other people on the show it's a serious Um, point that that and and you know you saying that you couldn't believe it like why would they why would they you know choose me to go on you know all of that sort of stuff but if you take it away from the great pottery throwdown it's it's like I, because I'm I'm very similar to you in that regard, right? It, it, it's almost like every everything's gonna, you know, nothing should or would go well for me, right? Why would it, right? Mm. And 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 so carrying that round with us in everyday life, do you think that, like, with reflection, do you think that that hampers people that think like that? You know, I I definitely do. Um, and and you've alluded to the fact that you did before you got that, but when something good happens. Do you think it then kind of opens up the doors to hold on? Like, what what was I thinking back there? I mean, clearly good things do happen and it opens up a new horizon or has it changed you that way or not? Yeah, it has. But those, I think if you are that way inclined, it is very difficult to get out of that that trap. Um, And I think you always have it in the back of your mind, even if things do go well. Um, And I think your brain plays lots of tricks on you and kind of tells you that, oh, it's just because you've, it's your personality or it's just because of this it's just because of that um and and it it is it's a very odd concept isn't it you know believing in yourself we're not brought up really to do that at all especially in the north (laughs) and and i think it was a a huge a a huge point that i realized when i went on the show because the people were all amazing absolutely amazing i love them to bits but we were all from very different backgrounds and um being from the north um the northwest i think really had um an impact on me growing up in that working class culture and um that just ability to you get up you go to work you come home you do it all again tomorrow um it, it was it, it had a, it has had a huge impact on 
my thought process completely. And it's hard to think believing yourself artistically or creatively or or in any other form other than you go to work, you earn a wage, you come home, you provide for your family. Um, and that's, I suppose, entrenched in, in your heritage almost that you, you aren't worthy of much else. Do, do you um, think so? And, and so do you think that's more about nurture then so if, if you do you believe that if you were growing up in a different part of the country or a different part of the world surrounded by different people and different environments you don't think you'd feel the same way about that I, stuff I, I, I can only speak on my own yeah, experience yeah. really but I, I i think yeah I, I see it in other people i see other people that have been brought up in creative environments or do you know areas where there's not so much deprivation yeah. or and they have um like i'm not saying i came from you know <laughs> the, the of down the pits down the pits yeah. <laughs> literally from brought up in a coal mine but what i am saying is that yeah those opportunities weren't there um and especially in in school in like at school i did we'd never experienced pottery you know we never experienced anything like that so i think it is different experiences if you go to a private school then you want to experience all those things yeah um and that's not better or worse than anybody else. It's just different. Spot on. Um, so, so I think, yeah, I think it does play a huge part. I think more than we actually realise, and, and that was a huge thing that I realised on the throwdown, that your background has a lot to do with your confidence levels and how you approach um, life and opportunity. And, and, that's, and that's kind of, um, if I flipped it a second, though, and I thought, because I'm thinking about my own experiences and, and what you're saying as well. And, and I think whilst I would very much agree with you. So my my, my parents were from, uh, one was from Belfast in Northern Ireland and one was uh, from Liverpool. And so there was that, there was that experience and historical context to my upbringing for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but I... And, and whilst I kind of sometimes I it sounds terrible, but I lament that background because I feel like I could have, you know, done different things. And, and I, th- I think that's wasted energy now on reflection. But it's se- yeah. certainly a period of time I went through where I was kind of like, I wish, I wish, I wish, which is just stupid now in, yeah. in reflection. Um, but one thing I do think it gave me and I wonder whether you uh, think the same is that. There's almost a, a robustness and a resilience that you get from that that others maybe don't have. So there is a there is a kind of a plus side. It's certainly from my experience. I don't know whether you feel like you're more resilient to the ups and downs of life than other people from, you know, from from different backgrounds might be. Yeah, absolutely. I think it does give you a kind of grit um, that you, yeah, you, things can only get better. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't you know I'm looking under the desk for the violin and everything um goodness me uh okay yeah not in that way but I think it does give you it does give you a bit of grit and um yeah I think it's just being just acknowledging the fact that you come from a different background and it's it's going to be a little bit more difficult to accept when you are given opportunities and and difficult to accept that that changing world that you might be in um whereas other people may have a little bit more confidence or a little bit more 
um, you know, they're a little bit more fortunate with the opportunities that, that they're given or used to it, really. Yeah. Um, it's just a bit different. Uh, but, yeah, I, I think it, it being – I wouldn't be anything else. I wouldn't change my upbringing for anyone. Um and that's what makes me who I am. So I'm, I'm, you know, fiercely proud of, of where I come from. Um, but yeah, it does. You've just got to accept that that's a part of you that will always be there. Love it, love it. Um, so in terms of change, then, do you think that the only the only way for true change to happen is to kind of stretch yourself or to experience different things, different people. And I'm talking about fundamental change, right? So, so um, getting different inputs from all of all, all of the different scenarios. Do you think that you think that's a catalyst for change, or do you think that you can drive it yourself in terms of the way you feel? based on just saying you know almost having a word with yourself right saying enough now i'm done with that and i need to look at things differently do you, do you think there's a combination or do you think that actually change happens through getting out there meeting different people different folks different strokes all of that sort of stuff yeah i think i have experienced a lot in my adult life um but there is that part of me that that is within me I know there's something within me that pushes me and challenges myself all the time but I think definitely it, it doesn't do you any harm to experience new things and be around different people and you know I just look at Lois who won the pottery throwdown and she's my complete inspiration you know I look at her and I think I want to be like her <laughs> Um, even as a you know as a grown woman I still feel that because she stretches herself every day she's much further on her journey her artistic and creative journey than I am and I just and and that inspires me so I think having those inspirational people even in your adult life is just it's needed you know I, I believe it is it's needed to to give yourself that you know kick up the bum and say come on you, if you want to be like that you're gonna have to work hard De um, definitely yeah. Um, so yeah, I think you can never stop that growth almost inside you, uh, but you need yourself to be on board with that. And and I think I have obviously talking about mental health. I have um, I have seen counsellors throughout my life yeah. because I just think I, I have to. Knowledge is key for me. So knowing how my brain is working is is so key um, to to just being aware of what your thoughts every day what what are you thinking why are you thinking this and how are you going to change it and sh shameless plug right for the app that's just launched by the way we launched on 13th of may but what you said there really resonated because i get challenged all the time on it like why are you doing that and what does it do and really is it going to change anything and the 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 answer that I always give is, listen, it's it's down to you to, to decide whether it's a useful tool or not. There are so many tools out there. It's not a one size fits all. And actually, you know, the, the real when you boil it down, the real reason to put this into the hands of people is just to stay connected with themselves. Right. So so and and the reason for that is because I just think all of us are living in this super noisy world where you just get distracted. You're on autopilot. We had a, a great guest on last week, Dr. Ashley Smith, that talked about the brain kind of just has these programs in that it's learned over the years to save itself energy and time and effort. So you don't have to consciously engage in a lot of stuff, you know, like get up, have breakfast, do coffee, go to work. You know, it's all just pre-programmed. You're not consciously engaged in it. Mm. And I think what we're hoping to do is to have people just take a moment 
and capture their feelings and thoughts in that moment, right? It might be a 30 second moment, a two minute moment, but they're constantly by doing that, you're kind of forcing the brain to switch on and say, well, how do I feel actually? And why is that? And where am I? And who am I with? And and the data in any one moment isn't particularly useful, although it's useful in terms of capturing you and, and making you think. But the data is really interesting, I, we think, I think, for the, for the user when it's aggregated. So when you capture like 100 moments or 1,000 moments, you start to see patterns emerging in terms of your, you know, your feelings and, and the contextual information around that. So staying connected with yourself, however you do it, forget the app, you know, use, use meditation, use going for a walk, use um, listening to music, whatever works for the individual. And we're all different, thank goodness. But whatever works for the individual, use whatever works for you and just stay connected with yourself that's the point yeah. um i've got a really good tip for you by the way if you want to if you want to meet anyone off the tv just go to king's cross and, <laughs> and sit there i don't know if they all be as, as nice as me to talk to <laughs> <laughs> um okay so so in terms of the 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 kind of um the stuff the ecosystem around being on the tv what what has that meant for you like do do you do you get like accosted by strangers like me is it has it been you know less than you thought more than you thought have you coped with it well have you found it as an intrusion i mean just tell tell us a bit about because it must it must feel nice that you know I think it's such a lovely show. It's really cathartic. It's amazing to see what you all did with your creative talents. I mean, it's just mesmerizing, but it's relaxing at the same time. It's really hard to describe. And and you're right, the chemistry. So I just loved everything about it, you know. So, but that fame bubble, um, like, how has it been for you? Is it what you expected it to be? Is it different? Yeah, I think it's a little, it's just a kind of a tiny little peephole into what celebrities must feel like, and I mean a tiny one. Um, but yeah, you do go some places, and I went to see Jade Adams the other night in York, uh, the comedian, and I was sat there, and this lady kept looking at me, and I thought, <laughs> oh gosh. You know, you just want a night where you just <laughs> sat there, I got on my own, so I do, I go to a lot of things on my own. Lovely. For, for the reason we talked about, for, do you know, you were speaking about that, yep. just that moment of kind of just being and, and accepting yep. where you are, what you're doing and how you're feeling. And, um, and then she said, oh, it always starts with, do I know you from somewhere? <laughs> and then you have to then sound like a complete idiot and say, well, you might know me off the TV. <laughs> um, which is just horrendous. Nobody ever wants to say those words. But um, so, yeah, I, I kind of played the game a little bit where I was like, oh, no, and she's like, oh, is it York Hospital that I know you from? And I'm like, no. <laughs> and it carried on for a while. And then she said, I said, oh, you might have seen me on the throwdown. And she oh, that's it. And then she told me her life story. Um, and then it was one of them where you just think, wow, do you know, this is what celebrities must feel like all the time. And yeah. no wonder when somebody says, oh, I met that person and they were awful. They were probably just sick of talking to people and you were probably the eighth person that had wanted to speak to them at length in that one day so I totally get it but also it's it's really nice and as you can tell I love talking to anyone at any point I just love talking so for me it's a real blessing that people want to talk to you about your experiences and and actually learn more about the show and learn more about pottery and and create your creative journeys and 
I think that for me is is really special, and I can you know try and intoxicate them with the with the just the brilliance of of being artistic and creative for your mental health as well as just you know just an activity that to enjoy. It's it's really important that um you know and we we've got an ambassador uh, up here in Scotland um just a fascinating background. Um, you know, working class, but all sorts of uh, challenges in life, um, the kind of generational trauma, um, addiction, uh, those sorts of things. Uh, but the one thing he talks about, and it, and it was it was almost um, unsaid in the environment that he grew up in, uh, was that creativity, that creativity for him. So he's a he's a poet. Um, and a writer, he's a published author now, best-selling author. Um, but that creativity that he had to kind of suppress when he was growing up was the out for him. It, it, it was who he was. And that passion is absolutely vital. And I just, you, you came to life when we met um, around the passion that you had. I think that came through on the show. That is crucial and I think one of life's challenges is finding a way forward but with something that you truly and I don't mean just like to do right but yeah. are really passionate about I think that's clear um from your side that that's something you you I don't know whether you you know really enjoy it whether you get you know something from it whether it's cathartic or whether it's all of those things and you're you know you just like to create things from raw materials but um when when did that start for you what was it early on or did you come to a moment where you kind of tripped over it and just thought wow yeah I can't say that I had a you know an out-of-body experience okay. but, <laughs> um, but it was it was about five years ago um, wow. Where, like, like you said about your previous guest, yep. it was it was suppressed in childhood because you know you just didn't do stuff like that. And then when I was, uh, we moved to Australia, um, and then I had major health problems. So you know, I don't want to bore you with them, but yep. endometriosis. I had a pituitary cyst on um, uh, on my pituitary gland, which needed surgery, um, and then I had a cancer scare. Oh. So all these three happened, uh, three things happened kind of at once, and. I just needed, it just gave me a bit of perspective and I thought I need something else here. It's, you know, I was a teacher at the time working all hours, just thinking I need something else. So I decided that for that year, I was going to try every craft that I wanted to do um, and see which one took my fancy to carry it on. So I went and I had in, in my brain, I was like, I'm going to make a head out of clay and I don't know why I wanted to make it it just came into my head and um I went to like a kind of a drop-in center for clay people and I just made this head and it was like wow I can actually do this this is weird that I've never touched it really before and I can do it so that was a bit of a confidence boost and then I just carried it on and I did stained glass and I did painting and that those two things I've also carried on with, but it, it gave me an extra dimension to my life. And, um, and that sounds really, you know, fuddy duddy, but it is actually true. It is, it gives me that extra dimension and, and that passion that I have for it, because I know how much of a difference it's made to my life and, and the direction of my life now that I couldn't live without clay. That's and that sounds really silly, but actually it, it's true because when I don't, 
it, it, when I don't play with it, when I don't play with clay, when I don't, when I'm not being creative, there's something missing from my life. Did you stumble over it or you, you talked about, you know, trying all these things? You must have known that you were a creative at heart and it was just what medium you were going to flourish in, I guess, was the question for you. It wasn't about am I creative or am I not? It's about what is it that suits me best? Would that be fair? Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, I've been a teacher, I think, because um enabled me to use my creativity in a subconscious way through you know working in early years and and having you know making displays and you know role play areas and being creative in my planning and so that kind of hit those spots I think for a long time but it's like we talked about before the patterns you have to see the patterns in your behavior and and your activities to notice what it is that you actually need um and I, and I think that's what I'd, I'd done really is, is think well, when am I at my happiest when am I content with life well actually it's when you're messing around with something you know hours pass by and 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 it's just so good I just feel so good after I've done it which some people get from exercise I don't <laughs> um, at all um, does that mean you're not um, running the marathon with me then this Sunday I am not running any marathon <laughs> the only place I run is the local picnic that's all I can tell you <laughs> Um, so yeah for me it's it's it was just something and I think when you speak to a lot of creators they probably feel the same way yeah Uh, music is something else that when I don't listen to music for a while I get that kind of why do I feel a bit down you know why am I feeling a bit rubbish yeah and then I put music on and I'm like oh yeah feel great again it lifts you up Um, doesn't it it really does a good Absolutely. bit of music, I yeah. Yeah, without having, you know, those patterns that you, you're seeing in your life, you can just get into this really bad habit of just being kind of blasé all the time and just not really realising how to change things. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, it's been a long journey, really, on, on, like you say, through subconsciously doing creative things and then actually actively consciously doing something creative and seeing and and it's and clay for me gives me so much variety because when I hand build with clay memories come back to me and I'm gonna sound <laughs> gonna sound old and every time I tell people they might be a little bit of a think you're one of those people I'm not <laughs> Do you know but when I when I hand build with clay and I'll sit there and I will think about memories that I've not thought about since I was seven six five 20 do you know they all come you know they all come back to me um in a really weird way it's like it taps into a part of your brain that you don't normally tap into i don't think that's weird at all i i think that when you're you're just in your element it almost like opens all the doors up right and and they they can all just kind of come and go uh they're very transient but i absolutely don't think that's weird i think i i I get that absolutely with running um so yeah yeah. Yeah, I think it is. And but also there is a, another side to being creative, which is the, you know, the the responsibility that you feel, you know, to to make something good, to sell something, to, you know, to do all these things that, you know, the social media has, has created. And especially when you go on a show like The Throwdown, people say, Oh, why are you not selling the work? Why are you not doing this? And why um and and that's that I find hard because that for me is putting myself out there in a very vulnerable space um and and i'm not quite there yet um and i might be at some point but i have to just remind myself constantly about those patterns again that 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 doesn't make you feel good when you put yourself in that vulnerable position 
so don't do it yet. No, and you should, you should be doing any anything like that, anything in your life, I think, if you can, and I know it's not always this simple, but I think do it because you want to do it, right? Not because yeah. somebody else says it's a good thing or things yeah. will be better if you do it. You know, that's their experience and that's valid for them. But I think, you know, you, you already, to, to me at least, uh, as, as kind of, you know, removed from, from you to some degree, it's like you're already at an advantage, I think, because you've been through a process of self-learning already and nobody will ever know and truly understand themselves, I I, I don't think. And may, maybe the, there's a yeah. situation where that happens, but you're very conscious about what works for you and what doesn't. And just knowing that is a huge advantage that a lot of folk don't even think about. And they're, and they're, yeah. and they're always looking for that you know, filling in the gap. What's the whole, what, what am I missing? Like, I don't feel like there's any purpose. Um, and, you know, we all have that to an extent. Let's not, let's not yeah. pretend, but, you know, at least we know, I think between us, the things that help us navigate those feelings. Um, yeah. And I, I do genuinely think that we're in the minority there. So it's a, it's a good thing. So, so I would say, you know, to that and, and doing your own thing, doing your own you know, business selling, selling stuff, just do it because you love to do it or you want to do it because yeah. then you'll shine in that, in that situation. Right. Yeah. And it's, it's hard because you, you have to work out whether it is fear stopping you or whether it's because you don't want to do Spot it. And on. I think that is really hard. I think for anyone doing anything different in their life is whether this is fear or do you actually not want to do it? Yeah. And I think those two things are so close together that you sometimes can't tell them apart. Um, but it is like, I don't want anyone to think that it's, it's an easy journey because self-reflection and it's a lifelong journey, isn't it? It really is just kind of knowing yourself you probably don't truly ever know yourself because you're forever evolving and changing and you're not the same person as you were five years Rebecca, ago. Rebecca, you, you've got to come and sit this side of the desk, I think. You, you know, you, you've, <laughs> you've, you've, you've absolutely nailed it because, you know, you, you're, never, you're never a one person. If you think about, like, any moment in time, a day, a week, a year, it doesn't matter what it is, five years, right? It's still a snapshot yeah. of of the experiences in and around that time right and then as soon as you move forward by a second a minute an hour a day a week a month a year things are completely different you change and you learn and you you said it a hundred percent you know you evolve and you change so it's it's definitely not it's definitely not a destination I know that's cliche as well but you yeah. you should have it as an everyday kind of almost a behavior right a learned behavior that enables you to say just keep checking in with yourself because things yeah. will change that's a guarantee right things will change some of it will be in your control some of it won't be in your control but things will definitely change so you you've absolutely nailed it um love it okay so can can we touch on the education because you've been in education for a, a long time and I love the fact that you talked about that creativity coming out as part of that journey for you um do you think and and I know the answer already because we we've answered it uh by accident but do, do you think things have changed dramatically in that world um and is the trajectory is it is it kind of looking better or in your in your own opinion is it is it going through a bit of a challenge in time I mean just give us a flavor of your experience in that world from what you've seen you know yeah I think when I started in education um 
we had the creative curriculum come in. Um, it was a really exciting time, actually, to be, to be in teaching. Um, things have been getting gradually harder, I think, for teachers generally um, with different demands. But, but I do see a, a big difference in the, in the UK education system, definitely, because obviously I've, I've taught in the UK and Australia, and, um, and I see the difference in the two. And it's not something that I could do now. I don't think I could go back into the classroom and teach full time oh, because know. it's it's so demanding. It's so distrusting. It's it, it's just it's not a pleasurable experience. I don't think to be a teacher in in two thousand and twenty three. And I've got lots of friends that would given the option if they could get the same money the same holiday somewhere else then they would and that's not because they don't love the children that's not because they don't believe in education and have a passion for it it's because the demands on their own mental health is it far surpasses what you know surpasses what what they're able to give um and that's sad it makes me really upset and yeah. really angry because yeah. i don't think we're losing good teachers. We're losing excellent teachers to, to what? To, to admin, to, you know, demands. It, it just doesn't make sense to me. And it's not something that I align with anymore. Um, and that's why I moved out of the classroom and, and into my role now as an education advisor. And um, yeah, I, I do feel sad. I miss the children. Um, I do miss the children um, to a certain extent. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I mean, come on, we've all got it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll come on to that. We'll come on we to all that. We know at three o'clock. Quite happy to give them back. Um, <laughs> it is. Um, I do. I do miss having that that creativity with them. And uh, but I get that now through my workshops with adults. I do a lot of workshops with Clay, and and uh, I do. Um, do you know, going to schools as well. Um, and, and that's nice. That's yeah. lovely to go in there and, and join those two passions together. Um, it, it's, it's amazing, actually, and, and it's really exciting. Um, it's, it's, yeah. it's horrific to, to hear about people with a, you know, we, we saw this in COVID, right? You know, society elevates certain positions and roles and it's all just shallow nonsense, like yeah. a lot of it. It's just yeah. shallow nonsense. And when it comes down to it, you know, and, and this is why I mentioned COVID all the time. When it comes down to it, it was the fundamental roles of society that kept us moving, that kept us going, right? And, you know, yeah. nurses were the obvious one. The health service was the obvious one. Teachers, massive. Um, but even even like, you know, logistics drivers, um, you know, all, all of those roles that I, I would say that generally society had learned through behavior to look down on right yeah all of a sudden they were the most important roles in society yeah. and i yeah. i feel sad like you feel angry i feel sad that we i i can see us all just reverting back to where we were right pre-covid yeah. really and yeah. and i think that's a, a huge missed opportunity for things like climate um for for things like societal resets um, for for sharing of wealth, you know, lots of things that we could have taken a natural pause on and reset ourselves on, and we've just missed the opportunity completely on all levels. I I think right, and 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 it's not to paint a, a you know a terrible terrible picture because there's fantastic stuff going on out there as well, and we mustn't forget that. But what really upsets me is people with a passion that make a difference, like teachers, 
and you hear you hear it in the news, right? So your your, your story is 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 not yeah. uh, in any way uncommon. You 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 see it from coming from you know teachers conferences, everything. The story is exactly the same. Is that we're losing the ability to to do what we love to do, which fundamentally is teaching and educating uh, children to become you know, great, good, good adults and contributors to society. And it's just, there's a sadness about that, right? Yeah. And I think for me, we really have to look back in history and think, are us as adults, are we that terrible that we needed to change the education so vastly that that we're we're where we are now? And and I I don't know. I mean, obviously some things needed to change, inclusion another one of my passions Um, and special needs, you know, diversity. But I just don't think we're in a very good place and and we don't have the children's best interests at heart. I think we've got lost um, as a society. I mean, that's a bigger, that's a whole, that's a whole other podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I do think education, it it needs, I think it 100% needs reform. Yeah. complete reform and and i think that's the only way it's going to get better because i don't see where this is going i think we're going to have a major disaster on our hands in a few years when we have no teachers left yeah. um that will do the job and yeah i think for me i know it's my passion but creativity should be integral to an edu- to to a curriculum it should be monday morning not friday afternoon if you're good um and and i think to, to create good humans, they need to have all res- resilience. They need to have create you know, critical thinking skills. They have to have creativity because we're sending them out in the world without these skills. I, 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 I couldn't agree more. And I, and I think, you know, for, for me, how it manifested itself for me is I lived in a world where the only measure of success as a child, so you've succeeded or you failed, is exams right and i'm going way back now right when 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 tvs were black and white uh but the the truth of it is you either got your exams or you didn't and you were a success or a failure and everyone was driven towards aspirational further education college university etc etc and we came away on mass away from basic core skills and included in that not just you know the carpentry and the plumbing and electrician uh, electrician and uh, all all the usual stuff but you you're absolutely right the soft skills right who's teaching who's teaching and may, maybe this is a part of it maybe it does go on but 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 who's teaching those real life skills those uh, you know yeah. flexibility adaptability um you know, resilience, kindness, empathy. Um, I, I'm, I'm glad. I, I will say, you know, I've got, I've got two children, one seven and one four, and um, up here in Scotland, they go to a particular school, um, and they are amazing. I'm so happy with this school uh, yeah. that they, you know, they, they truly live and breathe it every day, right? They live the being kind to others, respecting others' differences. I mean, it's all on the walls. They're talking about it. They're talking about their emotions. And I just, you know, I'm grateful for that. But yeah. I wish I'd have had that. I didn't have that at all. It was yeah. very singular. Yeah. Absolutely. There are, I mean, there are so many positives to where we've got to but it does seem that we've taken the fundamental part of what we need to teach our children yeah do you know and and we i think we still have that kind of snobbery of university and it's it's just entrenched in our in our society that people must do that whereas like you say that the jobs that 
need doing your plumbers your Absolutely. electricians your, your, you know brick layers yeah. but they they should be seen on the same esteem as everybody 100%, else you know? 100%, and, yeah. and and i went to university um college and university i've got dyslexia i don't know how i got there don't still don't know how i got wow. um, you know postgrad. <laughs> no, no, no. you're just showing off um, now you had to get that out, didn't you well, no, but yeah, I just think it's <laughs> it's just one of those where you think you you were. But if I had, if that wasn't there, I remember sitting in secondary school and them saying basically, if you're not going to go to university, what on earth are you going to do? <laughs> like, what, what? what on earth are you going to do? Really? You know, like you drop off a cliff if you don't go to university. So I think. I think that yeah, there is so much pressure put on. And would I have gone down that route if? Do you know if things had been different? I don't know. I, yeah. I really don't know. But I do think there is there needs to be a real reform in in the education system and what what are the core beliefs that what do we want from our society when those children leave to become young adults? What do we want them to be? Yeah. Is it the best in the world at maths or the best in the world at English skills, or is it that we want them to be rounded human beings who are kind and caring Spot and on you know, and, and have all these skills to be able to be adaptable to go into any job. Um, yeah. I don't know. And, and, and nurture their, their passions at a young age. Cause some children who are not very academic, you know, you can tell in reception that they're never going to go to university. Yep. That's okay. That's okay. You know, and what we need to do is by the time they've got the disengaged with education, yeah. We need to be then saying, right, well, do you want to go three days a week and go with, you know, Joe Bloggs down the road, bricklaying? Yeah. Yeah, I fancy exactly. that. Why then? Why, yeah. why, why force them to stay in education when they absolutely hate it? They end up in a pupil referral unit that, you know, kicking the God knows what out of everything. When it, it just blows my mind, I think, has nobody got any common sense here? That's, you know? the, that's what's missing, isn't it? Common sense. That's what's yeah, missing, I think. Sorry, I'm going on. I'm no, going we're, on. Both, we're both on one now. Let, let's, um, let's, so, so let's end it on a, on a positive. So I want to, I yeah. want to talk about two, two, two last things and, and the trip to Australia and living in a different place because I've, I've never done that. So I just wondered what, what, what that was like for you. Um, and then we'll do a shameless plug at the end because uh, I think people need to to buy stuff from you, and that's that's uh, that's a given. Not because <laughs> not because you would benefit from it financially, but just because there's heart and soul in the stuff you do, and and I think that that should say enough in itself. Um, so Australia, uh, why why did you decide to go uh, as a as a family? And um, I guess was the experience positive? Was it neutral? Was it negative? You know how? how and th and then obviously you came back. So um, just talk us through the Australia trip. Yeah, so we we set off with wanting to move to Italy. Um, and There's a then, big difference well, there. Rebecca. Yeah, quickly realised that we were rubbish at learning languages, so we had to rethink. Came home very depressed um, from Italy after doing our recce, and uh, then a lady at work said, "Have you ever thought about Australia?" And I kind of pulled my face, and you know, thought, mm, "Never really thought of Australia. It's a long way away." Yeah. Um, and then that weekend, being sporadic as we are as a family, we decided that we'd book a holiday there and see what it was like. So we booked a holiday. We spent three weeks there going up the East Coast, deciding if any of the places would be suitable for our family. And we decided on uh, Brisbane. 
in Queensland and um, yeah we thought let's do it you know we'll always you know that cliche you'll always regret not doing it and yeah we went and five years we spent there and um, I think Covid was a real big issue for us because the the border control was really tight over there and we couldn't get home we wanted to come back for a holiday I'd got really homesick like to the point where I wouldn't even leave the house my mental health had just nosedived completely and um, I just didn't I didn't want to be in Australia I didn't want to be there I didn't want to speak to anyone I didn't want I just I literally just wanted to sit in a dark room Um, and yeah so we made the decision to come back Um, and overall I mean it was a good experience but you still have to, I think people think that it's a golden bullet, which probably I was a bit, you know, yep, <laughs> a yep. bit guilty of that way. You think, oh, you know, it must be lovely to just live in the sun. And yep. um, and it's an almost an escape route yep. from your monotony of everyday 100%, life. And, yep. and I, I will say that, you know, because I, I am honest and will say that I, I think I thought that. And um, it's not. You still got. I've got to go to work. You still got to pay bills. You've still got to deal with the monotony of life. It's just warmer, you yeah. know. And yeah. um, it's just a different culture. And I think the different culture is really hard to get your head around. Some people go move there, love it, um, but it is a different culture. It's not England, and um, that's oh, that can be very difficult. Um, and just just from uh, even a small point of view that you can't you know you can't buy the things that you would buy yeah, here yeah, or yeah. you can't you'll tell a joke and it'll have some cultural reference to do you know a sitcom in 1990 or something nobody will get it like nobody knows who mr blobby is okay? so <laughs> that's 99% of my jokes gone right so <laughs> um so yeah it is different and i think the education system is a lot different. So you go and you kind of, you're in, you you are not the bottom of the, but you don't know, you're not as knowledgeable as you were when you were here. Um, So yeah, it it was different. And um, I enjoyed some parts of it. I missed some parts of it, but I don't, I missed home more Um, and being home has just been the best thing ever. Do you know, just, it, it, it was like being, born again when I got off the plane and we drove back to the house and I, I'll never be able to describe that day how it was and have it because I'd not come back for five years and just driving and seeing greenery and you know hearing the birds sing and the smells and the winter's day and breathing and you, you know you had breath that was yeah. <laughs> you could see and and it was it was a really positive but, experience actually coming home. Yeah, and there's a bit there's a bit of that, and, and we'll wrap up now. But there's a bit there's a bit of that that almost is that stuff that you talk so passionately about coming home to. Isn't it interesting that that stuff was there before you left? But yeah, we but, didn't see but it. you didn't see it. It's right <laughs> in front of your face. You don't appreciate yeah. it, and then you have to. Sometimes you have to go and yeah. try something for you to realise and be grateful for the things you have. Absolutely, I think. that's yeah. huge, huge. And your mental health can be just yeah, where you are in that space yeah. in that time doesn't matter where you are in the world, but actually it's your head and yeah. your mind that, yeah. that is is in control. So yeah. Brilliant. Rebecca, we're going to wrap it up. I cannot tell you how grateful we are to have had you as a guest. It's been fascinating. And I think I will be heading down to King's Cross on a regular basis now uh, as a result of our meeting. (laughs) 
good good luck with everything and uh you know we'll we'll put a we'll put a link in the podcast when it comes out for everyone to to hit the website and and buy some fantastic stuff for you so you're an absolute star i think you're a gem and we didn't even get onto the northern last northwest stuff which i really wanted to touch on we'll, we'll save that for another time but thank you so much rebecca all right thanks for thank having you. me and, all, right. and all the best with the app and everything so i think it's great awesome thank you very much all right bye thanks bye